MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Chatting now with Martin Ackerman, uh, Citadel Chief Economist and Advisory Partner. Martin, appreciate the early morning. Uh, you put out just late last week your investor outlook for 2024. You titled it A Sense of Deja Vu. And, and, and as I was reading it, it, is, it does kind of feel much like where we were last year. There's some differences, of course. In 22, we'd had a bear market in the U.S. Last year, we had a roaring market. But a lot of what we would have been saying a year ago remains in force in, in, in January of 24. Yes, morning, Simon. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. I think if you think about the SA economy, you know, we're going to see a repeat of what we saw last year with all the structural issues. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit relief on the ESCOM side with alternative energy coming online, but now we're sitting with the issues with the ports. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, more the same. Internationally, I think the big thing was that most people last year expected uh, well, possibly a global recession. And given the strength in the U.S. economy, I would argue that, you know, it's probably been delayed into 2024. I don't think we avoided the recession. Um, but that's why. St- standing here today, we basically say, well, there's a lot of global headwinds from an economic point of view. Add to that mix a lot of geopolitical turmoil. Mm. And the view is pretty much the same as a year ago. Now it's just how markets will behave. Um, last year, like you said, I think markets surprised to the upside, especially on the on the offshore side with double digits in dollars. And I think where we are right now, the same view as last year, to be quite uh, defensive and cautious, is going to be the view for, for 2024 as well. Yeah, I, I want to come to cash and bonds in, in, in a moment, but let's stay with markets quickly. We look at the markets and we look at the, the index returns. Of course, if we pull it apart, it really was driven by just a couple of stocks. In the broad market, for example, the Russell 2000 and others, the, the S&P 493, didn't have quite such a great year. Now, 100%. I think last year, the whole thing about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, that really underpinned those, uh, what they call the Magnificent Seven stocks, mm-hmm. uh, that were really behind those double-digit returns that we saw. If we exclude them, you're 100% right, then you're probably looking at a flat market, even some sectors down. Um, so, so that was a very specific theme. Obviously, artificial intelligence is, is part of the, the game going forward, so that's not going to disappear. But I do think that uh, equity market or stock performance as a result of this theme playing out, you know, again, it's probably not going to be repeated this year. They're coming off a very high base. So that uh, headwind, oh, that tailwind is probably gone and turning into a headwind. Local markets, JC, we were up also about 10% in a very difficult year. So I think, you know, that should be a, a good number given the, the environment. Um, and going back to the first point, you know, this year, fundamentally, there's going to be a lot of challenges. So the JSC is going to trade water as well. And, and, and the point is, it's not to, to abandon equity. It's always part of a long-term portfolio, but perhaps move sort of weightings to more defensive stocks um, in, in that equity portion of the portfolio. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you're 100% right. Equity is always part of your longer-term portfolio. Um, so it's basically tweaking your allocation. So if you're mm-hmm. in a multi-asset kind of portfolio, right now we will be underweight equity. We will, in the equity part, look at more defensive kind of strategies where there's a little bit less sensitivity to high interest rates. Um, but you want to be there when that turnaround comes because you know that you can't time the market perfectly. Yeah. And as soon as that uh, central banks uh, in the north start to cut rates sometime this year, 
you know, that will probably coincide with a bottom in the economic cycle. And then the up leg will start again. So you want to have that exposure in, in your equity portfolio. Um, but now to be, like I've said, on the, on the um, underweight size, uh, side of, of the equation. And, and that then brings to the cash and bonds, which are still both in, in, in the U.S. and, and locally uh, offering, offering decent returns. Yeah, fortunately now we've got an alternative. You know, what's it? Not even three years ago, in an environment like this, what do you do if you want to risk in a risk-off environment? Where do you go? Because mm. we didn't get anything from cash uh, and bonds at the time. So that's where people started getting clever on things like maybe gold exposure or managed volatility hedge funds. Now cash is back in the game, and like you've said, mm-hmm. you know, some decent decent returns. If you think about SA. Um, you know, not even talking about the potential of rate cuts, just where we are today, in a proper SA income fund, you can get somewhere between 95 and 10%. Uh, if you compare that to our inflation rate, which is below 6 you know, that's a proper real return. Obviously, you need to take tax into account yeah. um, on the interest. But, you know, if you make use of a tax-friendly product like a tax-free savings account or a retirement annuity, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's a great opportunity which we haven't seen in many years. And the, and the same applies to the U.S., you know, or other international markets. There you could probably get close to 5% at the moment. Uh, inflation is also under control. Um, so, yeah, it's a decent return altogether. Last question is the RAND, and, and you're looking for the RAND somewhere between 1850 and, and 2050, with with risk definitely to to, to the upside on 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 that on that call. Yeah, I think the RAND is going to be under pressure. You know, we've got um, all the geopolitical issues playing out. We've got um, a budget that's under constraint. We've got the election this year. So in that environment, the 1850-2050 is our range. 2050, even higher than that, is call it a risk-off environment where something goes wrong in the world, which I think the geopolitics can quite mm-hmm. easily happen. And then we first need to get all of these um, challenges out of the way before the RAND can really start to breathe again. Um, maybe second half of this year when the U.S. starts to cut rates, some dollar weakness, and uh, we're getting through that economic bottom globally, then the RAND might uh, show stronger returns. But for now, we are preparing for a rant that will be under pressure, like you said, somewhere in that range, 1850 to 2050. We'll leave it there, Martin Ackman, uh, City Chief Economist and Advisory Partner. Martin, always appreciate the early morning. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.